Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Until your heart stops kick drum beating When it's hard times, when it's long days And the enemy is right up in your face When your back's against the ropes And you're feeling all alone Keep fighting the good Be the voice saying you're gonna make it when you're out there on your own. You are never alone. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep letting your light shine. Cause I'm never gonna leave you. Always gonna see you through to the other side. Keep fighting the good, fighting the good, fighting the good fight. Myself have worked with people with mental illness for the past 20 years, 
and substance abuse uh, problems, and I can tell you a lot of feedback about that later on in the show. Um, I'd like to uh, put a shout-out to the group you just heard, Unspoken. That song you just heard was Good Fight. You can find them on unspokenmusic.com. So this morning, in the first half, we're going to talk about bipolar disorder. A lot of people uh, suffer from this condition, and I like to dedicate this this broadcast to all people out there that either know somebody or someone who is suffering from mental health conditions, especially today, bipolar disorder. And what we're going to talk about later on in the broadcast is uh, depression. So one of the things I can tell you folks is that every person that deals with this condition, it's an up and down roller coaster of a ride, basically. Uh, There's a combination of psychopharmacology for treatment and psychotherapy. Uh, People are in and out of different treatment settings, trying to find the best alternatives to help them with their different problems that they have. Uh, People are constantly dealing with changes in the medication, uh, problems with side effects, uh, things that medically uh, uh, affect them that they can't take a certain medication because of their medical condition. Um, There's so many different factors that have to be taken into consideration when someone is dealing with a bipolar disorder. Uh, One of the things that we recognize about bipolar disorder, it used to be formally called manic depression, and it's a medical condition. it's a health condition caused uh, with extreme mood swings and emotional highs and lows. So the mania or hypomania is the high, and the lows are the depression part of the condition. So when a person becomes depressed, the person, of course, gets sad and hopeless and loses interest in pleasurable activities. So someone may take a medication called Cymbalta, which has properties that take care of depression and uh, the, uh, you know, the hypomania or the hypermania. However, some people can't take that medication. It has very bad side effects. There's different medications they can take. So the episodes of mood swings may occur rarely or multiple times in a year. Now, most people will experience some emotional symptoms between episodes that they may have. Now, Although bipolar disorder is a lifelong condition, the person is constantly trying to manage their mood swings and other symptoms uh, by utilizing different methods or treatment plans. So, like I said, they go through different types of treatment. Now, in looking at the symptoms of bipolar disorder, we have to look at two different types of bipolar disorder. Some of you may or may not know that there's bipolar 1 disorder and there's bipolar 2 disorder, as well as cyclothymic disorder, and then there's other types. So, now, a lot of these disorders include mania or hypermania and depression. These symptoms um, can become very unpredictable, and changes in behavior kind of often shock or make it difficult for family members to, to, um, to understand. There's also uh, psychotic features that can come about with uh, bipolar disorder. Not everyone has psychotic features, such as delusional behaviors, uh, paranoia, things of that sort, or they uh, have hallucinations, but some do. So bipolar 1 disorder, you have at least one manic episode that may precede or followed by a hypomanic or major depressive episode. So in some cases, the mania or the uh, extreme euphoric attitude or mood can trigger a break or a psychosis. So that's when it can come about. 
Now, bipolar 2 disorder, a person has at least one major depressive episode and at least one hypomanic episode, but never has a manic episode. So those are the two differences. So the bipolar 1 disorder has at least one manic episode that can precede or followed by a hypomanic or major depressive episode, but the bipolar 2 disorder um, has at least one major depressive episode and at least one hypomanic episode, but may never have the manic episode. Now, something that I said earlier, the cyclothymic disorder, I haven't seen too much of that, but it can happen. It's at least two years or more, or one year in children and teenagers, of many periods of hypomania, symptoms and periods of depression symptoms. Though they can be less severe uh, than major depression. Now, uh, bipolar 2 disorder is not a mild form of bipolar 1 disorder, but separate diagnosis. While the manic episodes of bipolar 1 disorder can be severe and dangerous, individuals with bipolar disorder can be depressed for longer periods, which can cause significant impairment. Just before I continue, I want to let everybody know if you want to call in and ask questions, feel free to call 516. 516- 418-5979. That's 516-418-5979. Now, although bipolar disorder can occur at any age, typically it's diagnosed in the teenage years or early 20s. Symptoms can vary from person to person, obviously. We've said that earlier. Now, mania and hypomania are two distinct types of episodes, but they have the same symptoms. Now, mania is more severe than hypomania and causes more noticeable problems at work, school, and social activities, as well as relationship difficulties. Now, mania also triggers a break from reality or psychosis when requires hospitalization, whereas hypomania doesn't really do that. It's a little on the milder side. Now, both a manic and hypomanic episode include three or more of these type of symptoms. Abnormally upbeat, jumpy, or wired, increased activity, energy, or agitation, Exaggerated sense of well-being and self-confidence, euphoria, decreased need for sleep, unusual talkiveness, raising, racing thoughts, distractibility, poor decision-making, and people start to buy uh, a lot of stuff. They go on buying sprees. They take more sexual risks or they become more promiscuous and make foolish investments. They may gamble more excessively than most times. Now, the major depressive episode occurs uh, and includes symptoms that are severe enough to cause noticeable difficulty in the day-to-day activities or functions of those people when they go to work, school, or social activities, and their relationships are affected as well. An episode includes five or more of these symptoms. Depressed mood, such as feeling sad, empty, hopeless, or tearful. In children and teens, depressed mood can appear as irritability. That's something you want to look for. Mark loss of interest or feeling of, of no pleasure at all or almost all activities. Significant weight loss when not, dealing, uh, not dieting, weight gain or decreased or increased in appetite. Failure to gain weight or expected can be a sign of depression. Either insomnia or sleeping too much also comes about. Either restlessness or slow behavior. Fatigue or loss of energy. Feelings of worthlessness or excessive inappropriate guilt. Decreased ability to think or concentrate or indecisiveness. Thinking about planning or attempting suicide. Now, other features of bipolar disorder are this. Disorders that may include features such as anxious, distress, melancholy, psychosis, or others. The limiting symptoms may include diagnostic labels such as mixed 
or rapid cycling. You may hear that, people saying that. Now, um, the other uh, issues are the risk factors and causes. Now, the exact cause of bipolar disorder, unfortunately, is unknown at this time, but several factors may have been involved, such as the biological differences. People with bipolar disorder appear to have physical changes in the brains, and the significance of these changes is still uncertain but may eventually help pinpoint the causes. Genetics. Bipolar disorder is more common in people who have a first-degree relative, such as a sibling or a parent. So if two parents have this disorder, most likely you may be stricken with this disease, this condition. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, researchers are trying to find genes that may be involved in causing bipolar disorder. So now risk factors that may increase the risk of developing bipolar disorder or act as a trigger for the first episode include having a first-degree relative, such as a parent or sibling, with bipolar disorder, periods of high stress, such as the death of a loved one or a traumatic event, drug or alcohol abuse, which can commonly happen in this condition. People tend to do that. Because of the mania, it causes them to want to get involved in drinking or using drugs. Now, the complications, if left untreated, bipolar disorder can have serious problems that affect every area of a person's life, such as problems, like I just said, related to drug and alcohol use, suicide or suicide attempts, legal or financial problems, damaged relationships, poor work or school performance. Um, now, a bipolar disorder may also have another health condition that needs to be treated along with bipolar disorder. Some conditions can worsen uh, the symptoms and make treatment less successful, such as anxiety disorders, eating disorders, attention, attention, uh, excuse me, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, um, alcohol or drug problems, physical health problems, okay? Now, a person gets diagnosed through a physical exam or psychiatric exam as well. Um, they check blood work, and they do all kinds of stuff. They check moods. They check all the criteria. They look at their history, uh, what difficulties they might have had as a child and later on as an adult. Now, um, the, what we're going to talk about in a few minutes, uh, we're going to hear this public service message. I do want to tell you that there's a, uh, an organization, a national organization, that's really helpful for everyone that has a mental health condition, and it's NAMI. It's National Alliance on Mental Health. It's NAMI.org. There's another uh, government website as well as very helpful called www.nami.org. S-A-M-H-S-A.org. That's S-A-M-H-S-A.gov. Excuse me. And uh, that helps with substance abuse and the mental health issues. You can get information from them. The other is National Institute of Mental Health.gov. Those are also a helpful uh, agency that can give you information. So right now we're going to hear a public service announcement from Miami Bailick from the show Big Bang Theory. So let's listen to her. When we come back, we're going to talk about depression. And if you'd like to call, please give us a call at 516-418-5979. Hi, my name is Mayim Bialik, and you probably know me from The Big Bang Theory, where I play neurobiologist Amy Farrah Fowler. Well, in real life, I'm actually a trained neuroscientist who spent seven years of my life working towards a PhD specializing in obsessive compulsive disorder. My research for my thesis confirmed a significant personal connection for me with OCD. OCD is real, as are anxiety, depression, and panic disorder. I know about those as well. 
I also know way too much about bipolar disorder, suicidal depression, and a host of other conditions I've come in close contact with in my life. But my interest and involvement in the world of mental illness didn't start in graduate school. I come from a family full of a phenomenal set of skills and also a tremendous amount of struggle. Many in my family have lived with mental illness without help or support. As hard as it is to live with a mental health condition and not get help, it's also hard to love someone with a mental health condition when we don't know how to help. As I left my parents' home and went out into the world, I learned that people who struggle with mental health conditions are to be found in every corner of the globe, in every racial and ethnic group, and from poor and rich families alike. No family is immune from mental health conditions, and it's a rare and blessed gift to be able to get help when you or a loved one need it. I've turned to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, as a resource for myself and those I love for years. NAMI is a nonprofit organization whose goal it is to provide support and information to those living with mental health conditions or loving someone who's living with a mental health condition. NAMI does this through support groups, my personal favorite, fundraisers, public service announcements aimed to remove the stigma from mental illness, advocacy, and helplines to give you support if you or a loved one need it. It's not easy to talk about mental health conditions, but I know too many people I love who did not get help in time. And that's why I've chosen to speak out with NAMI and spread the message that I am stigma-free and everyone deserves to get the help and support they need. And NAMI can help you do that. Please consider being a part of NAMI's mission. Wow, what a great uh, public service announcement from Ann Bailey. Uh, she's from the show The Big Bang Theory. What a wonderful person. She's uh, involved in treatment of neuroscientists. She's awesome. Uh, and like she said, uh, NAMI is a nonprofit organization that helps those individuals and families with mental health problems. If you ever need information from them, feel free to get in touch with them, www.nami.org. Uh, the other... Um, agencies I was telling you about is SAMHSA, it's www.samhsa.gov, and the National Institutes of Mental Health can also be of help for resources, and that's www.nimh.gov. You're listening to Getting Healthy Today. I'm your host, Victor Ruiz, uh, Impacting People's Lives, Episode 16. We're talking about understanding bipolar disorder, and right now we're going to be talking about depression or major depression. Now, there's two different types of depression that people may not know about. The major one, of course, is major depression, which most people tend to have. And then there's another more mild depression that's called dysthymia. Um, it can be situational depression, but sure enough, it is very important. So if we define depression, we see that depression is a mood disorder that causes persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest in major activities, where it affects people's thinking and behavior. They're unable to carry out different activities in a normal day. Now, the symptoms that are included in this are the following. Now, one of the symptoms is, of course, the feelings of sadness, fearfulness, emptiness, or hopelessness, angry outbursts, irritability or frustration, even over small matters, loss of interest or pleasure in most of our normal activities, such as hobbies, sports, sex, deep in the sleep disturbances, including insomnia, sleeping too much, tiredness and lack of energy, so even small tasks take extra effort to do so, changes in appetite, often reduced appetite or weight loss, but increased cravings for food and weight gain also come to people 
in that way. So you could have a weight gain or weight loss. Anxiety, agitation, or restlessness. No thinking, speaking, or body movements. Feelings of worthlessness or guilt. Fixating on past failures or blaming yourself to things that aren't your responsibility. Trouble thinking, concentrating, making decisions, and remembering things. Frequent or recurrent thoughts of death, suicidal thoughts, suicide attempts, or suicide. Unexplained physical problems such as back pain or headache. So for more people, for many people with depression, symptoms usually aren't severe enough to cause noticeable problems in daily activities, such as work, social activities, or relationships with others. Other people may feel generally miserable or unhappy without really knowing why. So it's definitely important that a person does get evaluated to see what, what is really going on, or if it's just situational or more than that. So common signs and symptoms of depression in children and in teenagers are similar to those of adults but there can be some differences. Now, in younger children, symptoms of depression may include uh, sadness, irritability, clinginess, worry, aches and pains, refusing to go to school, or being underweight. In teens, symptoms may include sadness, irritability, feeling negative and worthless, anger, poor performance, or poor attendance in school, feeling misunderstood and extremely sensitive, using drugs or alcohol, eating or sleeping too much, self-harm, loss of interest in normal activities, and avoidance of social interactions. Children with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, can demonstrate irritability without sadness or loss of interest. However, major depression can occur with ADHD. Now, depression symptoms in older adults is not a normal part of growing older, and it should never be taken lightly. Unfortunately, depression often goes undiagnosed and untreated in older adults, and they may feel reluctant to seek help. So symptoms of depression may be different or less obvious in adults, such as memory difficulties or personality changes, physical aches or pains, fatigue, loss of appetite, sleep problems, aches, or loss of interest in activities. Um, often not wanting to stay home rather than going out to socialize and do things, and unfortunately having some suicidal thoughts or feelings. So a person, when feeling depressed, should seek a doctor and medical attention and seek treatment to determine what's going on with this individual, and they may need some medication to help them out. So if you think someone you know has this issue, definitely meet with a professional psychiatrist to help you with this situation. Now, the causes of depression can have uh, can be biological differences. People with depression appear to have physical changes in their brains. Um, the brain chemistry, the neurotransmitters are naturally occurring brain chemicals that likely play a role in depression. Recent research indicates that changes in the function and the effect of these neurotransmitters and how they interact with neurocircuits involved in maintain mood stability can also play a significant role in this issue. Hormones, changes in the body's balance of hormones may be involved in causing this trigger of depression. Um, some people may have traits. They have somebody in their family that has depression. It could lead them to having depression as well. Uh, just before we go, and leave you with risk factors. Depression often begins in the teens, 20s, or 30s, but it can happen at any age, unfortunately. More women are diagnosed with depression than are men, but this may be due to in part because women are more likely to seek treatment than men. Factors that seem to increase the risk of developing or triggering depression are in include 
certain personality traits such as low self-esteem and being too dependent or self-critical. Traumatic or stressful events such as physical or sexual abuse, death of a loss of a loved one, difficult relationships or financial problems. Childhood trauma or depression that started when they were a teen or a child. Blood relatives with history of depression, bipolar disorder, alcoholism, or suicide. History of other mental health disorders such as anxiety disorder, eating disorder, or post-traumatic stress disorder. Use or alcohol or illegal drugs. Serious chronic illnesses such as cancer, stroke, chronic pain, or heart disease. Certain medications such as some high blood pressure medications or sleep pills. So, folks, today I hope everybody got some value from what we talked about. Uh, like we said, we looked at bipolar disorder today and we looked at depression. These are two conditions that can have both the same characteristics. You can have bipolar disorder and have depression at the same time. But these are uh, definitely conditions that have to be dealt with accordingly. They have to seek treatment of not only psychopharmacology or medicine, but also psychotherapy. And people with these conditions um, constantly are looking for different solutions to help them in many ways. But if left untreated, these, these conditions can get worse and worse. Um, I know this because when I worked, um, there are people that when they didn't get treated, they would definitely relapse and get back into a bad situation and have to be hospitalized. There are people, unfortunately, that get hospitalized for long periods of time because their ability to get stable um, is very difficult, so they need to spend more time in the hospital, and they may go to a state hospital to do so. But most of the time, people are able to find a medicine that works well for them, and they're able to get their life back together. So there's a lot of hope for people with these mental health conditions. Um, I just hope that people out there are understanding that if you know somebody who lives with a mental health condition, or if you find yourself dealing with some condition that seems to be like a mental health condition, don't worry about it. You know, get, don't let it be stigmatized in you. You need to get help. Don't let the idea of having a mental health condition worry you so much. It's not a bad thing to have a mental health condition. Many famous people in our life have had these conditions and have been successful. Abraham Lincoln had depression. Uh, Patty Duke Austin, who passed away not too long ago, had bipolar or manic depression, and she was able to be a successful movie star. So there's a lot of people in history. Winston Churchill is another one that had major depression and also alcohol abuse but was able to be successful in their own right. So really basically, how do you lead your life and what help do you achieve in doing for yourself? So the more uh, educated you become and the more informed we become about mental health, we can become better at fighting these issues. So next week, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, schizophrenia. Uh, pretty much we're going to be talking about paranoid schizophrenia. And the rest of the week, uh, in, in coming forward, we're going to be talking about other different conditions, personality disorders, and then at the end of the month, we're going to be talking about dissociative identity disorder. A lot of people have watched the movie Split, so I'm honoring that movie and just helping people understand a little bit more about dissociative identity disorder, and I'll be doing that on March 25th. So look forward to seeing you uh, coming and listening to that program then. All right, so I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a wonderful weekend, and I would love to see you here again next time. Uh, next week, March 11th at 11.30 to 12. And just to let you know, check out the Mojo Sports Show on Block Talk Radio. My friend, he's, uh, he does that from 10 a.m. to 1 o'clock. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Take care. Thank you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.